in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world's changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better wake him up, get him up, get him going Thursday on B&E. That will make it a buck off Thursday. You know that here on the show of the people who has earned a pat on the back, who has earned a kick in the rear. You decide each and every Thursday. It's a weekly tradition here on the show of the people. Appreciate you doing it and being a part of it all morning long. Four hours of fun and conversation begin right now. Buck ons and buck offs on 104.9, also 1019 FM. AM 1260 digitally. Always appreciate you being there as well on your Horn app. Take us wherever you go, on your smartphone, wherever you can get the Internet, you can get the Horn. Also on your smart speaker at home and work, and certainly always streaming for you. Also on the Twitch channel, you can watch us live and local and digital right there at our website at hornfm.com. Mr. Godbold. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for the wonderful job that you do. It is appreciated and is appreciated by all. Thank you very, very much. No doubt about it. It's a busy Thursday. A lot to dive into. Could be some severe weather rolling in later this afternoon into this evening. Uh, potentially uh, storms moving through with some hail and high winds and that type of thing. Spring storms in the ATX, not a big surprise, but be advised that they could be rolling through. We've got buck-ons and buck-offs of plenty all morning long and all day long. we got a lot. Longhorn Baseball with a strong performance last night. Uh, Texas Rangers off to a great start in Major League Baseball. How about the uh, NBA playoffs last night? The home teams responding to Game 1 losses. And we've got uh, tough news on Tiger Woods in the world of golf. Looks like Tel Tigre may be done for the year after having some uh, surgery on his right ankle. Of course, had that horrible car wreck back in February of 2021 and still dealing with the lingering issues there. And uh, doesn't look like we'll see Tiger again this year. I don't think so. Probably not. I mean, a fusion surgery to uh, deal with some arthritis in that that, that foot and ankle. And uh, we had to withdraw from the Masters after making the cut. He wasn't playing great, but he made the cut. Beat a lot of good golfers uh, who didn't make the cut at Augusta, but uh, just couldn't couldn't walk the four four rounds, and that's going to be the challenge for Tiger moving forward at 47 years old. Will he ever be able to do that? You know, it's uh, it's such an ironic thing that uh, you know back in the early part of his career, his Stanford teammate Casey Martin sued uh, to be able to use a cart on the PGA Tour and uh, won actually. Um, now it's, it's, here we are 25 years later oh, yeah. and Tiger's caddy, Tiger's people say he could win tournaments if he could use a cart, if he could uh, not have to walk the course, if he could have the, uh, the assistance of a golf cart, he'd be right there with anybody. But obviously that's not the rules of golf. And I don't think Tiger's going to sue to have that happen, no. but, um, it would be good for golf if he could, because I think people would love to see him, but, uh, that's where Tiger is right now. There's a PT off in new Orleans today. Oh, yeah, they've got the... Uh, the team event. Team event, yeah. Two-man teams, 80 of them uh, will tee this up. This was and Cantley and Shoffley's uh, win last year. Yeah, it's a unique format to the tour. 
once a year they do it in 80 teams. And, yeah, Shoffley and Cantley won it last year. They'll tee that off this morning. And uh, we got a lot of uh, buck-ons and buck-offs to get to. So uh, uh, glad you're with us. How are you doing this morning? You ready doing for great, uh, yeah. a busy Thursday? One week to the NFL draft, so we're oh, counting yeah. down the days now to uh, uh, the first round and uh, hoping to talk to Roshan Johnson this morning. Uh, he's part of that that football camp. We talked to Fozzie Whitaker on Tuesday. He and he and Fozzie, Roshan and Fozzie, are doing a free football camp for kids on Saturday over at Del Valley, that indoor facility near the airport. Beautiful spot. So we'll hopefully talk to Rojo, Rojo uh, get some thoughts on uh, his thought. He's not going to be a first round draft pick, but uh, certainly we expected to hear his name called on Friday, which is rounds two and three of mm-hmm. the uh, of the uh, draft. Does it do anything for us that it's in Kansas City? I know the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. That's pretty cool. Uh, but they're taking it Maybe to, to the people of KC. I mean, I, I got to believe it's not like it's sunshine's blue skies there either. If the draft was here, would you go? Oh, oh of course. Oh, my gosh. I went last year in Vegas. It was a total blast. Is it yeah. actually fun to be like in the, were you in the crowd? Though? No. No, 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 no. My son and I, uh, Nolan and I went out there, and you know Nolan, uh, Ty. Uh, he's a big draft Nick, too. And, uh, yeah, we got media credentials, and uh, you know, Nolan was in the back green room interviewing uh, players. He talked to Garrett Wilson and – he was getting all kinds of digital content for the station, which was fun, and I was over in the media area. And then, yeah, See, could, that's fun. That is fun. I could walk but, out to the – I mean, the crowd was massive. The crowd – I would not want to be in the crowd, no. That's, no. that's what I was saying. I, I wouldn't want to go sit in that crowd for three and a half hours either. Dude, they showed up. That draft didn't – the cool part about Vegas is it's, it's back on desert time, so it starts earlier. It starts like 6 o'clock. Oh, yeah. And uh, people started gathering at like 11 or 12, and it's – Almost like a football game. Everybody's wearing their jersey of their favorite team, and um, I will say yes, the spectator event not as good as you would think. Because I told you this when we got back from Vegas last year, Buck. They, it's a um, long wait, sitting around waiting. Yeah, you wait for the pick, and then what you realize when you go see the actual draft, it's free to get in. By the way, you can you can it's free to come on, but then you got to buy the drinks. Right, the drinks aren't cheap. You can buy booze and, and beers and things like that, seltzers, and. Uh, but then, as I because I, I get, well, I could go into the to the media area and kind of watch the draft, and then walk out on this little balcony area and watch the picks be made. And uh, the thing you don't realize is when they when they go to, like when the pick is made, and on TV they go to the analysis of the pick, right, and highlights of the player, and they talk about it, and Mel Kiper and McShay, or whichever, whether you're watching NFL Network or ESPN, you get immediate analysis. In the in, in the in the crowd, you don't. They they have a, a live band that just starts playing music. Until the next pick gets picked again, they've got some highlights things going on up on the screens. But yeah, it's a different experience. Doing a lot of standing, yeah, a lot of standing, a lot of drinking. But then it's over by eight o'clock, and everybody went out and went to the casinos and had a good time. So I vote for Vegas. But you're you're right, Ty. If it was in, you know, no reason to go to Kansas City to stand in a Mm-mm. throng crowd of people to watch picks be Possibly made. Possibly in the cold. But it's going to be a you know the uncertainty of this first round is uh, you know who knows who knows. I mean, I think we we know Bryce Young's going to go number one. I don't think we know much else beyond that, uh, beyond uh, the first pick, how it's going to play out in one week from tonight. Uh, so we'll get you details. You know, we're going to be flanked out at all the Pluckers locations around town, which we're excited about. Uh, we're doing our draft parties, and you be the guest GM for the night. That'll be next week. Let's get the headlines and trending topics of this Thursday uh, as we get to the, uh, to the update. UBO Business Services brings it to you. We'll start with the Longhorns baseball. Dominating midweek win for the 14th-ranked Horns last night at Dishfalk Field. They rolled past Abilene Christian 20 to nothing. Texas jumped out early, a three-spot in the first with back-to-back homers from Gary Gomet and Porter Brown. They added eight more in the second, four more in the third, and the Horns were do- just as dominant on the mound. They had four Texas hurler com- curlers combined on a two-hit shutout. Freshman Kobe Minchie earned the win with three excellent innings for head coach David Pierce. 
we don't apologize for any wins, right? It was a great team win. I mean, we've got a, an opportunity to see a lot of guys on the field. Uh, some guys had some big nights early, got after their starter, and then continued to play great defense. So. The Longhorns get the win 27-12. and 12. Now they welcome Oklahoma to the dish for three this weekend. Horns in first place in the Big 12. Oklahoma in last place in the Big 12. Big leagues yesterday and last night. Rangers finished off a sweep of Kansas City. Three games. Wrapped up a 5-1 road trip with a 12-3 demolition of the Royals. Uh, the Astros took the rubber game of their three-game set with Toronto last night at Mid-Maid Park. 8-1. Luis Garcia. Brad tied a career high with nine strikeouts, seven shutout frames. Jeremy Pena popped a three-run homer in the eighth to break open a tight one. Round Rock was a winner in Sacramento. Big news from baseball yesterday. It's all but certain now that the Oakland Athletics are following the Raiders into Las Vegas. Official word yesterday that the city of Oakland has ceased negotiations with the ball club. They, just as the team announced that they have bought some land and entered an agreement with the city of Las Vegas, plan to build a $1 billion, 35,000-seat retractable roof ballpark just off the strip. In the NBA playoffs, a couple of higher seeds rallied for Game two wins without their star players last night in Milwaukee. No Greek freak, no problem for the Bucks. They just nailed a rec- NBA record playoff record 25 three-pointers. Brooke Lopez added 25, and they roll past the Miami Heat 138-122. to Giannis Antetokounmpo watching because of a back bruise in Memphis. The Grizzlies without John Morant because of his hand injury, but they managed to even their first-round series with the L.A. Lakers at a game apiece, 103-93. In Denver last night, top-seeded Nuggets held off Minnesota, 122-113. They're up two games to none. In that series, Jamal Murray scored 40. NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, Dallas Stars responded to a game one loss to Minnesota with a dominant 7-3 win in game two last night on home ice. Carolina, Edmonton, Florida also posted... Uh, game two wins. And in soccer, United States men's national team grew its unbeaten run to five matches over Mexico with a one-to-one draw in the Continental Clasico in uh, Glendale, Arizona last night. USA is now 3-0-2 in its last five meetings with El Tree. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. This says uh, forecast for Kansas City next week. 30% chance of rain, high of 61. It's going to be cold. Oh, no. Can I say buck on to our producer, Ty Henderson, who uh, by the skin of his hair of his chinny-chin-chin nailed a five-leg parlay last night, the professional gambler in the booth. Come on, man, five legs? That's close to getting you on fire right there. Oh, I'm close. I'm wow. going in this weekend. I'm feeling feeling good. Feeling good. So what? You, so you had to make five different bets. You got to all hit all of them. And the the fifth bet last night for him was the, were the Denver Nuggets, and if you they they were an eight point sleep favorite. on that one. Well, they were up big too. They were up twenty twenty five points, and then uh, it got back down. The the course the Timberwolves made a run and got it back under double digits, and you sweated that out at the end to uh, to complete the, the the parlay. Yeah, well, I fell asleep because I mean that game started at what like nine thirty at night, and it was looking. I stayed up for a little bit because it was the last leg, and then I fell asleep and left the TV on, and then. By chance, woke up with about a minute left when they were shooting free throws, trying to seal the deal, and they they got it done. So, had a little bit of adrenaline rush at about you know one in the morning. That's good. And then you try to go back yeah. to sleep again, yeah. go back to sleep. So five legs. So I'm sure you had some NBA. You had a little hockey in there. Yeah, playoff NBA, playoff hockey. Well, you, the good one is this: if you uh, if you're betting on basketball, if a if a higher seeded team loses game one of the NBA playoffs. Bet on them to win resoundingly the next game. Oh, yeah, they're coming back. The numbers on that. How about this? It's, uh, gosh, where, where, do we, where do we have this now? 14 and 1. With, with the Grizzlies and Bucks last night, home teams that fall down 1 0 are now 14 and 1 in game twos over the last three postseasons. And both, most of them were not close last night. And uh, there's, a, there's a natural, I think, human nature there. The, the road team has already gotten the one win, right? They're just trying to get a split, get back to their home floor for games three and four. And, 
there's the kind of a natural letdown, and obviously the home team is on edge. They can't go down 0-2 in the series, and so that uh, comes to play. And obviously the Bucks and and Grizzlies did it last night without John Morant and, and Giannis. So uh, NBA playoffs, interesting. And so hockey, basketball, and a five-leg parlay for our man T.Y. You know what he can do now? It is 420. You know, smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them. Buffalo Soldier. Hello, T.Y. You go. You're go celebrate this afternoon at 420 on 420. It is the 420 holiday today. So buck on to that if you uh, are a fan of that holiday. I know you are not, but... Uh, I am not, but uh, well, Ty probably after a five leg parlay was I'm a fan. pretty good. He's a fan of everything now. <laughs> he can afford it. He can afford it. You know what I'm saying? This says Tiger Woods spoke out against using a cart when Casey Martin was advocating for it. That is true. That is true. That became a big controversy. Oh yeah, remember back in the day, and yeah, that's why I say Tiger would would never sue to get use of. No, a cart. he's not going to try to do that. But I think we should could do like a uh, class action fan suit to get it done because uh, we'd like to see Tiger playing golf again. You know what I mean? It's fun when Tiger's playing. It is, but, I mean, he's got to play good golf, too. I mean, that, that leg, he is just, you oh, know. It's mangled. That thing is just about worn out. Remember, I mean, You have to go in and then all the scar tissue that you have after you've had, like, five surgeries well, I just it. remember, you know, vividly when we, we talked to the uh, orthopedic surgeon after Tiger's accident and he – you know, had seen the reports of his injury. All and de- smashed. He described it as, you know, if you if you take a piece of chalk and you break the chalk, that's a leg break, right? You break your leg, we can fix that pretty mm-hmm. quickly, put it back together. He said what Tiger suffered was like if you took a hammer and shattered the piece of gla- a piece of chalk and now try to put that back together, right? And, and all, every part of the chalk, it, like banged with a hammer, you're that's going to take, I mean, you're, you're just to get it back to where he can walk. And that's why there was some thought early that Tiger might lose the leg, right? And then... Mm-hmm. Gosh, with the advances in orthopedics, it might have been better for him to take that thing off and uh, put on, uh, uh, you know, the, the the prosthetic and play that way. But yeah, speaking of losing a leg, prayers to a, a good friend of mine and uh, a coach that I've known for a long time, Buddy Tevens. I just read about the accident he was in about a month ago. He lost his leg. Had to amputate Buddy's leg. Coach Tevens. He's now the coach at Dartmouth for about I think the second time he's gone back to Dartmouth, but. Somebody you grew up coaching with. Yeah, and knew his, his wife was um, one of the ladies that worked when I first started coaching at Boston College, and they're just such good people. Well, sorry to hear that. I think Buddy went, was, ended up being the head coach at Stanford at one time and also at Tulane, and then went back to Dartmouth and was in a got hit by a car. Oh, my gosh. On a bicycle. Oh. Ended up losing his leg and, I, and some, I think some paralysis in his back. And he was, and he's still co- he was still coaching, sixty six years old. Be careful, and, uh, the, the bikers out good there. Grief. Take a, take heed. They're out there riding. By the way, buck on to our man, Doctor Greg Eckert. I had a meeting with Doc Eckert last week, and uh, he had had a long bike ride. Because mm-hmm. in addition to being Austin's dentist and your dentist and my dentist and great well, he's partner, always of ours, on a long bike ride every well, day. Well, that particular day, we had sat down to uh, to visit, and he had ridden sixty miles that day. Like yeah, he he like rides from th- like our station here on Lost Creek down to 360 to Southwest Parkway back up around Barton Creek. I mean like and these are the, some of the hilliest parts of our city. Like and you're crazy, uh, but watch out for those cyclists out there. They're out there. They're doing their thing. It's the spring. It's Austin, Texas. Also buck on to Texas baseball. You know the Longhorns got off to that four and seven start, and everybody was wondering, oh my gosh. Uh, remember, this is a rebuilt coaching staff. It's a pretty much a rebuilt roster. What are they going to be? And boy, uh, we'll talk to David Pierce coming up in a couple hours, our weekly 8.30 visit with the skipper. Uh, since that 4-7 and seven start, Buck, they're 23-5. 23 uh, they've risen up to number 14 in the latest D1 baseball top 25. And most importantly, they're in first place in the Big 12, 8-4, and, and a chance to get even uh, 
you know, more alone in first place because here comes Oklahoma with Skip Johnson. Remember, OU played all the way to the national championship series last year, but this year, not the same. They're yeah, they're four, down at the bottom. Yeah, they're four and eight, where the Longhorns are eight and four. And it's not always the prettiest. The Longhorns, that series in Waco was a wild one, and it was kind of hide your eyes, but you still won the series two out of three to solidify your spot in first place. And yeah, you shut somebody out twenty to zip. You're having a, you're having yeah. a pretty good night. Well, that's Abilene Christian. They came in twenty four and eleven, but they play a different level of sure. They're playing in the WAC conference now, which I'll is interesting for ACU. But you take twenty to nothing. Oh yeah. It seems like they. And Coach Ty Harrington told us this yesterday in our weekly visit. That you know to, to get the series win in Waco, despite the twenty six walks and the six hit batters and all the uh, the negative things that went on, you still won the series. You found a way on sat on Sunday to to win that ball game. Eric Kennedy hitting the ball in the Brazos, and you win that seven to six. You come home with the series win and a couple of days off. Because remember the Longhorns had had that stretch where they went five games in five days, mm-hmm. then went to Waco. Might have been a little uh, little ragged out up there, but uh, they take advantage of it. They have all the way till Wednesday. To, uh, to get rested and ready. And last night, yeah, they came out early and often. The, the back-to-back homers in the first, eight more runs in the second, and the pitching was on point. And that Kobe Minchie kid is a kid to watch, I'm telling you. The freshman from Gerald, he threw three dominant innings to start that ball game. Uh, he has, Remember, he had the start on Monday night game down at Texas State where the Longhorns won. This is a kid from Gerald Buck that the uh, you know David Pierce calls him a diamond in the rust. They found him. He was a kid from Gerald, Texas, tiny little town there, who, who was homeschooled. He didn't go to high school, he, so he played like on, on select teams. Select teams. And uh, Coach Steve Rodriguez, who was at Baylor, knew him and knew his father. His father pitched in the big leagues, uh, but lives in Gerald. So they went in. Woody Williams knew of him as well, the pitching coach. They went in and found him and uh, brought him to Austin. He was going to go to Blinn Junior College, uh, Skipper says, and uh, ended up here. He looks the part, man. He's throwing low to mid nineties. Uh, really good, a good pitcher too, with with good stuff. You know, son of a major leaguer. Uh, and professional pitcher Kobe Minchie, a name to watch, and we'll also get an update from Coach uh, Pierce coming up later on Tanner Witt and what Tanner's yeah, progress is. He's got to be getting closer and closer. Yeah, it was our two weeks ago visit where he said the timeline's probably three weeks for Tanner to get back to maybe pitching in some games, uh, coming back from that Tommy John surgery. So we'll talk to Coach today, get the latest as they get the Sooners coming to town. Yeah, I got a buck on the Texas Longhorn football team for getting through this spring without without an injury, without an yeah, without a major injury. That's a big deal. Very seldom does a team get through that many practices and a spring game without somebody getting roughed up. Yeah, they're uh, they're as healthy as they could be. Uh, they're as we said, the the thirteen early enrollees. You know, the the rest of that freshman class will join the roster coming up on Memorial Day when you know summer begins. And uh, you know, big aspirations, big goals, and no excuses. All gas, no excuses, Buck. That's awesome. All gas, no excuses for Steve Sarkeesian. We'll see. No, there aren't any. I can't find one. No, I mean you. You don't. Uh, it's a Big Twelve conference. It's um, it's an open league. There's not a favorite. Oklahoma's still in. You know, in a two, year two of a rebuild with Brett Venables, Sonny Dykes, and TCU are replacing their best player at every position, including Max Duggan at quarterback. Um, you know, Texas Tech is green and growing, but you know you're you're better than them at this point, or should be. Uh, you you don't play Oklahoma State this year, so that's good. Uh, no Mike Gundy to come in and spoil your party. <laughs> Not going to see him in your final year of the Big 12 Conference. You replace that with Houston and uh, BYU. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's all gas, no excuses for the Longhorn football team coming out of the Boy, spring. Boy, that Houston team loses a lot, too. Oh, man, Dana Holgerson. quarterbacks, wide receivers, and their expectations, their, their owners' they, expectations. They got a lot of holes. They were one of the teams that couldn't really field a spring game because of depth issues. And they're waiting on a bunch of portal guys and guys to get there that this summer that Dana Holgerson's then going to have to – put together. But yes, they lose Clayton Toon. They're several years starting quarterback at Houston. 
And Dana Holgerson's going to be in uh, a bit of a hot seat because, uh, you know, Tillman Fertitta is the billionaire Houston Rockets owner who is the big benefactor of that program. And they've been trying to get to the Big 12 forever, right? They've been trying to get into this conference. They're finally in it. And Dana Holgerson left West Virginia in the Power Five to go to Houston to be a part of that push to get to the Big 12. They're making it to the Big 12 in the year where they're losing everybody. Yeah. No quarterback, bunch of wide receiver, running back gone. Well, That doesn't help. And I think the reason his seat would be warm is that uh, the, the idea was, okay, when we get into the Big 12, we got to be ready. Uh, you need to be building a roster that's ready to go yeah. into the Big 12. Is Houston ready for that? We'll see. Uh, they're, they're taking a big step up uh, on a week-by-week basis from where they were. Uh, so, yeah, that's one of the new opponents for the long ones. And BYU, that's never been good for Texas. Playing oh, no. the boy on the bicycle oh, and bo- BYU. No. no, just the thought of that. <laughs> he may, even if he shows up to the game, you don't want to see that. By the way, um, uh, going to have to buck on Tua. Tua's going going deep into fall camp right now. He says he's learning. He's feel he's he's figuring out. Yeah, we'll get to some of the get major energy. Get some of the major NFL stories because this is the week. You know, we're a week out to the draft now, so you know players and GMs and coaches doing availabilities ahead of the draft. They won't do anything next week until the draft picks are in. So yeah, Tua made some comments yesterday, which we'll hear about in here. Also, some other major NFL news one week to the draft. Let me give a buck on to uh, the city of Las Vegas, Buck. Speaking of Vegas for the draft last year, how about the Oakland A's? Oakland A's are in. They're following the Raiders to Sin City. Uh, the is city it official? Is, oh, yeah. Uh, if you were listening to the update, Ty, it is I, official. I was. I was just... It is official. They've bought the city of Oakland has said we've ceased negotiations with the club. Uh, they've been in negotiations to build a new ballpark in Oakland. That's not going to happen now. And Oakland is, you spend, a, you spend the money they spent in an agreement with Vegas on land. Just off the strip to build a retractable roof ballpark, you're in. They're going to Vegas by next City year. City of Oakland has nothing. Next yeah. year? By next year. Yeah, they're yeah. moving. They're moving. Uh, they're so out. Oakland doesn't have one, anything. Th- anything now. Nothing. Because no. Golden State's across the bay now, right? Oh, yeah, they're in San Francisco. And uh, Sin City now will have an NHL team, an NFL team, and MLB. And it's only a matter of time before, right, LeBron James owns an NBA team. Doesn't LeBron... Isn't LeBron's dream to bring an NBA team to Vegas and be the owner? Oh, they'll be there. He said that openly. That that's when he's done. He wants to be the owner of the uh, the first NBA team in Las Vegas. Yes, you're right. Uh, Oakland and the Bay Area is a mess right now. You've seen what's going on out there. The, I mean, Oakland's got no more pro teams now. San Francisco is a complete mess. Um, you know, major corporations are pulling out of downtown San Francisco because of looting and crime and just getting ransacked. And I also read yesterday that after COVID. The the empty office space rate in downtown San Francisco is staggering. Like it's just these big empty buildings. There's nobody in them. So like, like Austin. Well, Austin's got some of that too. But Austin's building them because people and they are keep moving on in building because them. they're moving in for condos. But the city of San Francisco is a mess. I mean, uh, uh, I read before COVID they had a three percent empty rate in their commercial real estate and their high rises. Now it's like they're pushing forty percent. Like these things are just it's empty buildings and. Uh, Everybody's getting that, getting the heck out of the Bay Area as fast as they can, including the pro teams. See ya. Bye. It's a shame too, because San Francisco's a beautiful city, but it's in it's in a rough spot. Oakland, of it's course, beautiful when the it's Bay. beautiful. It's you, you think the homeless population is bad here. Oh my gosh, I've been through San Francisco, and that was many years ago, and it was it was hideous at that time. It's, like, it's worse. Uh, some of the, the the stories in the video you see, it's unsafe. It's unsafe. It's not a place you want to be. Oh, no. That's why a lot of people don't want to be tenants in downtown San Francisco. They have some really cool restaurants, too. That, well, oh. they had some really kind of oh, down cool restaurants. Oh, down the harbor. And oh, the, yeah. The Bay Area Bridge. I downtown. mean, it's beautiful. Beautiful city. It's a great American city. I mean, it's New York and Chicago, but uh, it's it's falling apart at this point. And, uh, you know, COVID, people realized they could work from home and the tech sector could, you know, move. And guess, guess where a lot of them moved? 
right here in Austin, Texas, yeah. baby. Come on in. You know, that's why we're building condos and high-rises here in the ATX, still at a very high level. All right, so we'll get into all that. Uh, we'll take your buck-ons and buck-offs. We will continue that. Craig Way has his report this morning. We'll get that NFL news, dive into that Tua story you mentioned, Buck. He is in, uh, he is in fall camp school. Unfortunately, he's not paying you for that. You could have taught Tua how to fall. Yeah, I could have. Buck get, off to Tua. And he just had to take a ride out the dripping you and could. fall down on an extra mattress like Buck, out in the front yard. Bucky's stuntman fall camp, because if you don't know Bucky, and it falls quite often. You you fall once a month on average? Uh, I'm probably off of the once a month now. I'm doing a little bit better. I'm, I'm going. Well, there was one week where you fell yeah, three I times. I fell three times. Well, so I, you got to prorate that three times one week. Yeah, I guess. I, I'm, I'm trying to get to once a quarter now. But, but you but do I, know how to fall when you do fall. Oh, I know to how to go down. Sustain I, major injury. No, I unlike Tua, I've been very fortunate to to figure out. And you know, as you get older, things go in real slow motion. So when you're in the air, you got time to do some things. Unlike when you're young, it just happened. I'm serious. Yeah, you got to think about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I got uh, pay attention to your body. It's like like the Matrix. I feel like I'm the, when I'm in <laughs> slow going slow motion, coming off of a truck or something. You got to know where to put your energy as you fall. Got to. You I mean, he'll, and he'll talk about how about energy, where you go, where you, how you land, and things like that. I, I, I mean, like that's it. important. You and Keanu Reeves, that's what I think about. Absolutely. It, we'll be back. A uh, lot to do. Just getting warmed up with the Buckons and Buckoffs. Bring them on the Specs text line. It's B and E on a Thursday. It's Bucky and Aaron. Oh, yeah, T.Y.'s got the uh, 420 tunes on point this morning. Happy 420, April 20th, 20 and 23. Buck-ons and buck-off all offs all morning long. Here's a text that says, guys, even downtown Detroit has a higher occupancy rate than San Francisco yep. right now. Very sad. Very sad, yeah, that's true. Uh, this is going to be that. It says going to be that BYU payback for Texas football this year. That's right, because it's all gas, no excuses. I'm about that. All gas, no excuses. Uh, also coming up, did you hear what Dylan Brooks, the uh, young uh, young player for the Memphis Grizzlies, had to say about LeBron James? Trying to get in the old man's skin. Oh, under his yeah. Skin, oh, yeah. We've got some rivalry going. we got some some juice in these NBA playoffs. We know the Draymond Green situation at Golden State with that series with Sacramento. And uh, now Dylan Brooks throwing some, some kerosene on it with the Lakers. And LeBron James, let you hear that coming up. And, Buck, this isn't good. Uh, last night on the, uh, what is it, the Colbert Show? We don't stay up that late to watch the late no. night shows, but uh, on Colbert, Woody Harrelson was on and uh, continues to push the and fan the flames that he and Matthew McConaughey and McConaughey might be brothers, like actual brothers, like sharing a father. Oh yeah, he wants a DNA test. I still think it's it's just promo for the show. Um, possibly considering Very, the show it, it is doesn't called hurt. A brother from another mother. It doesn't hurt. And we told you last week when things got all out of sorts, but McConaughey and Harrelson, are, they are putting a show out on Apple Plus in which they live together and families live together, and it's called Brother from Another Mother, which is the name of the show. But uh, as Matthew McConaughey revealed last week in an interview with Kelly Ripa on Sirius XM, that uh, there's now some scuttle that McConaughey and Harrelson may actually be they may have they have the same father uh, because you mean uh, like brothers. He's like a brother to me. Well, and that's the that's the weird story that that while vacationing in Greece. Because here's the thing: Harrelson and McConaughey have been longtime friends, like they're best buddies. Yes, like ten years plus. And they so they were vacationing in Greece together a few years back. And the story goes that McConaughey's mom revealed that she knew Woody Harrelson's dad. Uh, like and, when, and everybody realized when she said knew, there was like you know what that means, like. 
she knew him more than just, hey, they, they knew each other. And it turns out that the math lines up where McConaughey's mom and Harrelson's dad were in West Texas during the, their her second divorce from McConaughey's father. Timeline would have incurred nine months before McConaughey's birth. So there is a chance that uh, at least by by chronology and time, the calendar that Woody and could be his stepbrother Matthew, Matthew like McConaughey real, like, share a father, like a brother, and their father is a convicted assassin. Yeah, the actual yeah Woody Harrelson's father is yes a, yeah killed a judge. He was a he was a hitman. He was a mobster. Yeah, yeah, a mo- mobster hitman. That's a true story. Sounds like it's right out of Hollywood, but it's true. But yeah, that's Woody's dad. And so now, and on Colbert last night, uh, but Stephen Colbert asked him about it. And he said, well, I'll just say there's some veracity to that thought, Woody Harrelson said. Uh, and took it as further, Harrelson said that, that he's been pushing for a DNA test. That uh, they both take, D- or, or certainly McConaughey take a DNA test. But he said for him, it's, much, it's a much more big deal. I mean, it feels like he's losing a father, but I'm like, no, you're gaining a different father and a brother if you find out the truth. Yeah. I don't need to have a different father. And that's where what's where McConaughey's going boy, I tap down the brakes with the one on I had. <laughs> I mean, I well, mean, McConaughey's dad's he's he's passed, so it's not like Oh. He died having sex with his his, his mom. <laughs> that's true. On top of her. Where do we make this? We can't make this nice. stuff up. These guys' lives. Well, are, that's where McConaughey's like, I don't want I mean, I I've known who my father is or believed for fifty three years. I don't need to change that now. But Woody's like, No, 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 we we know that we're brothers. Like we're actual brothers. Let's do this thing. 23 and me. I mean, that would be like one of the craziest Hollywood stories. There would have to be a movie. Oh, for sure. At, at that point. Yeah. Starring both of them. Stepbrothers. Starring both of them for sure. Uh, my, my buck off, and it was my buck off last week when we first heard this story from the Kelly Ripa interview, was why would his mother ever admit that? Like, Mom, I know you may have a couple glasses of wine in you out there in Greece, but why would you even go there this far into their lives? I mean, uh, 50 years earlier. I mean, say something sooner or don't say anything if it's actually true or it's just promo for a new TV show. One of the two. Seems like they're a pretty open family. (laughs) It does. Yeah. Past choices. Well, the fact that Woody Harrelson followed it up on a visit on a national television show last night would tell you that uh, at least it's being discussed between the the buddies. About to make some coin. Yeah. All right. So there's there's that. Yeah. We got assassins, mob hitmen, half-brothers, brothers. Affairs 53 years ago or 54 years ago with McConaughey's mama. Can they make a movie where at the end of the movie they actually reveal the DNA test? Ooh. Like it's on Lori Povich. Yeah, we're bringing Jerry Springer (laughs) on the Lori Povich show. You are not the father. Bringing Maury at the end, yes. That'd be awesome. I'm all in on that. Uh, But yeah, they're they're best buddies anyhow. Might as well find out if they're brothers. You know what I'm saying? And if your dad's already, I I can't even put myself in those shoes if I want to even want to know. I'd just be mad at my mom for even putting that in my head. And now Woody's wanting to run with it because I want to know if you're yeah, my brother. You didn't have to tell me that, Mom. You could have kept that secret a secret. Yeah. Take it to your grave. Yeah. Take it to your grave. Uh, this is, this is going to screw me up. I'm all kinds of crazy. My mom's told me some pretty similar stories when I was too young, too. So <laughs> really? I, I understand. Yeah. You can get in you McConaughey's shoes. the weirdness? Yeah. There can, there can be, uh-huh. I mean, you can be too close with your parents. I'll ask this question too for sure. When on this 420 holiday, what is the uh, what is the marijuana budget going to be on this new TV show that they're doing on Apple Wow. Plus? Hey now, hey now, man. Good luck with that. I don't know what it's going by the ounce these days. Hey, I sent you uh, the two Atunga Vailoa audio there, Ty, on our Twitters uh, DMs. Let's play some of this because Bucky was talking about it. Tua 
is the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. If he's healthy, the Miami Dolphins are a threat in the AFC, correct? I mean, they're right there. Mm-hmm. If he's healthy, they were pretty much unbeatable last year with Tyreek Hill and uh, Jalen Waddell and that explosive offense with Mike McDaniel. Uh, but, of course, he suffered not one, not two, but three concussions. Remember, last year, Tua suffered two in one week. Remember, he played on Sunday, banged his head on the turf, and then for whatever reason, the Dolphins thought it was good for him to be out there on a Thursday night and in Cincinnati playing. And that was the, the really, I mean, there were two obviously super scary moments on primetime this past year. The DeMar Hamlin situation where he had to be resuscitated on the field for, for nine minutes. And then that one with Tua in Cincinnati when he banged his head only you know four or five days from his first concussion. Remember he was doing the... Uh, what do they call it the torquey when he, when he was his fingers were up gang signs. Yeah, I mean, he, well, yeah, he was he was out. I mean, and neurologists look at that and say, I mean, this guy was having a major major problem. Um, could have died uh, in that moment, and of course they took him to the hospital, and then he suffered another concussion down the road of the season once coming back. So here's Tua yesterday saying, "Yeah, I did, I did consider retiring from football." And uh, here's some sound from the Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungabailoa. All right. Um, just if not, what kind of led you to have that confidence? From, you know. All right. So that's uh, yeah. He had it, talked it over with his wife. And, yeah, that audio is not not high enough quality. I apologize for that. And he wanted his his son to know that what he did for a living, and he was trying to keep on going. And but he did think about that's it. And there's a lot of money on the line too. He still hasn't gotten oh, yeah. that first big contract yet. Yeah, that next deal. He said, "I considered retiring for a time. It'd be hard for me to walk away from this game. I feel like it's what's best for me and my family." Uh, he also said, uh, uh, "You know, he consulted neurologists and doctors, um, and, and specialists to get medically cleared." And Tua says uh, he was assured that the concussions he suffered in 2022 will have no bearing on. 2023 until he hits his head again hard um but i think ty's right there is that carrot of the next contract because if he can stay healthy and perform he's going to get we just saw what uh, jalen hurts inked with the my the minnesota or with the philadelphia eagles this week that's a you know 200 million dollar contract um but you shouldn't play put your health ahead of money i think that's fair to say but he says uh, he said Tua said doctors and specialists told him there's no evidence that he's at greater risk for a concussion or CTE in 2023 or beyond because he had multiple concussions last season. He said that played a big role in his decision to return to football. I'll say this. If you hit your head like you did last year, you're going to get a concussion again unless this fall school has helped you. But if his head jerks back like that again, E, and it's in the same kind of situation where somebody's on his lower body and his head slams, I don't care if he had a concussion 25 years ago. And he hadn't had one since. He's going to get one with that kind of slam. It's just they don't have enough protection in that helmet. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about your. You and the know, doctors can say, "Well, you're you're not at any greater risk until it ha- until your head hits that ground like that." Well, it's just the way it is. There's still so much unknown about the brain and unknown about concussions, and you know what leads to them. And all like some people are more prone to concussions than others. Sure. Right? Some people can play their whole career. And bang heads and never really deal with and it. And some people can play the game with not ever hitting his head like that. You know right. what I mean? You can go helmet to helmet and not get a well, concussion. Well, that's why he's trying to train his body and do the sure. jiu-jitsu and judo thing to learn how to fall, how to protect his head. Because yeah, his energy has to go as Yeah, these aren't like helmet to helmet hits he's dealing no. with. This is when he's going to the ground and he, his head whips back and on the back of his head he hits the turf or hits the grass. And you know that's what he's trying he's to avoid. He's done it from the back. He's done it from the side where it's yeah. not the total back of his head that hits. It's sometimes when it hits the side, but most of them have come 
when he's his, his head on the ground. And I got a feeling that's where most, most, most of the time you get the concussion. It's not the contact itself. I mean, you know, every unless you're like a receiver and, and a defensive back comes and he just targets you and you go head to head that way. A lot of times you're not getting hit from contact in the shoulder area where a helmet slides. It's when it's when your head hits that ground. They can pad that turf all they want, but your head on that ground is is most of the time that's what does it. Well, he was pretty clear he's coming back, and the um, Dolphins have said he's our starting quarterback. We're not, you know, they signed Mike White, the uh, backup with the Jets last year, mm-hmm. uh, to be his backup, and they think that's an option. But at the same time, when he's well, on the field and they're board, playing, they're yeah. good. They're really good. He's going to miss at least one game this year. I can... Well, if he misses one game, I think that would the Dolphins, would, the Dolphins would take that right now. If I hope he, plays if he does 16, miss that game, it's not game. because of his head. Well, this is the National Football League. Most every quarterback misses at least one game. Yeah. Um, then that's that's just that's why you have to have a capable backup. We talked about that with the Longhorns, and you know it was so good to see Malik Murphy shine like he did. You know Texas, there's only been one season in the last twelve when the Longhorns didn't need the backup quarterback at some point during the season, and you know you expect to have to have it, and that's the same thing in pro football. But the the, the bigger concern for Tua is his long term health and his sure. long term you know viability. Yeah, that dude doesn't walk around. He doesn't want to walk around with stars and birds in his head when he's just going to the store. Yeah. And this is his extension year, right? That's coming up. You know, if he posts big numbers this year, he'll be in the Jalen Hurts room realm. Where that's, I mean, that conversation will probably be a big deal when it happens because well, how much money do you give health, a guy? Well, that, you're still. It's always going to keep him from getting the monster contract, I believe. Well, we'll follow it. Uh, to, if he can, but if he stays healthy, say he stays healthy for two years. I mean, what yeah. are you going to do when it's time? If he's doing the things he's supposed to be doing. They're going to take a chance. True enough. True enough. It's good to hear him, though. They did consider Absolutely. it. He consulted all the specialists. He's doing the things he can do to try to prevent it truly, in the future. He truly was going to give it up. And I would say buck on to DeMar Hamlin. How about that story? Obviously, we mentioned the two primetime nightmares from last year. DeMar Hamlin is going to be back working with the Bills. He's been medically cleared, fully fully a go to uh, be back and playing safety for the Buffalo Bills. And, man, uh, you know, if you had told anybody that Monday night in Cincinnati – that weird. Both of them happened in Cincinnati. The the two at Tungavailoa on a Thursday night, and then the Demar Hamlin situation, Buffalo at Cincinnati on a Monday night game. We all saw it. Uh, I mean, you it, in that moment you would have given anything to just say, okay, he's going to be alive and be able to live a healthy life right. for the rest of his life. And now more than that, he's going to come back and play football with the Buffalo Bills. There's been some suggestion he shouldn't, but you know he's been medically cleared fully, and the doctors say there's no more risk of him having a heart issue than the next guy. So he'll be back playing for the Bills this year, and that is a huge buck on on this 420. We'll come back to some B&E facts of the day. We'll play that Dylan Brooks audio. He's not afraid of LeBron James and the Lakers, that's for sure, from the Memphis Grizzlies. But first, here's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. B&E on a 420. That's a fact. It's 420. Also a fact, Buck, that uh, Grizzlies, Bucks, and Nuggets all won in the NBA last night. We'll get you some sound from Dylan Brooks after the Grizzlies win. One without Ja Morant. Bucks won without Giannis, who was out with that back bruise. Also, it's a fact this, Buck. You know, we've heard for a long time as the NFL draft is a week away that the Wonderlick test is is given to players at the, at the Combine a lot of times, the Wonderlick test, yep. the 50 questions. But uh, there's a new test that is much more appropriate, I think, and much more popular, and it's a cognitive test. It's um, you know, There's a company called uh, S2 Cognition. It's based in Nashville, and it was this, this uh, test was developed at Vanderbilt University. And it is it's not a fi- like a 50-question exam 
Uh, instead, it's it's like uh, the exam's 40 to 45 minutes. It's performed on a specially designed gaming laptop and response pad that can, can record reactions to two milliseconds. Um, so it's really how your bot, your brain, quickly your brain reacts to things uh, and your cogni- cognition. You know who scored, you know who aced that test last year? Last year. Like, like, in last year's lead last up to the season. draft. Yeah, okay. Do you know who aced it? Mm. Bryce Young. Kenny Pickett? No, not Kenny Pickett. <laughs> not Penny Pickett. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy aced it. And obviously he was the last pick of the draft because mm-hmm. he had some talent, you know, some, some overall tool limitations. But there's no doubt about his cognition. And a lot of people know this now. This cogni- cogn- cognitive test is becoming an important. You know who else aced that test? Drew Brees. Drew Brees got a very high score on the cognition test. Because we always talk about quarterbacks in the NFL and really players. Oh, yeah, that's, only, that's the only person I need to take this test, as a matter of fact. The rest of those knuckleheads, I can f- figure it out. Well, because so My quarterback, I need, I, I'll I, look at that test. I and, always think of playing quarterback like being a fighter pilot, right? You, you, things are happening so fast. And, you know, you see these top gun schools and who are the elite of the elite. That comes down to the ability to react in a millisecond to something and know, I mean, just to be cognitively aware uh, and, you know, that's the that's playing the quarterback position. You know, where in high school, it's pretty easy to play the position. College, it gets tougher. Uh, NFL, everybody on the field is professional. Everybody's really good, and they're schemed, and they know what you do. And, and so the, the ability to throw the ball into a tight window, anticipate that window being there, throw it to a spot, and understand, you know, how that all is going to come together, you know, that's a high level. That's a cockpit, man. That's, that's top gun. And that's why a guy like Drew Brees can flourish for 20 years within that realm that, you know, he, he sees it. Other guys have all the talent in the world. They just don't see it. Not any fault of theirs. It's just, you know, somebody in this story I'm reading about this cognitive test, they call it the, it's like the 40-yard dash for your brain. <laughs> you know, you, the 40-yard dash will tell you how fast you are. Those, those quickness drills will show you how quick you are. This shows you how quick your brain works. Yeah, I mean, when things are going in a different direction at different times, yeah. how, do you, how, do you, how do you decipher all that stuff in a, in a, in a Less than a second. I mean, it just happens so quick, especially on the football field. And we don't know. And anticipation's got to be a part of that, I would think. Now, this story doesn't go into the Bryce Young situation, but it's been reported out of Carolina that Bryce Young scored super high on this this cognitive test because this group in Nashville is not the only one that does it. This technology is out there. And, yeah, um, I don't know. So if you ask, you know, why don't maybe – is there a reason why the Texans don't want C.J. Stroud? Did he not score good on the test? I don't know. That's that's just speculation. Or is it because they don't like his agent? I don't know what that is. But, you know, these cognitive tests – because, look, they miss on quarterbacks so much. So the more you can use technology to try to separate, okay, what is going to – it's not arm strength. It's not height. It's not – you know, it's kind of like what separates fighter pilots. I mean, what makes one better than the next guy? Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot of things, but a lot of it's between the ears, right? It's a lot of it's right there of how your, your mind processes things, how quickly it can process them, and then how you can make your body react to that process. Uh, and this test is getting closer and closer to trying to show separation between people. Uh, and Brock Purdy, you know, he was the last pick of the draft. And when we saw him get on the field, he didn't have much problem. I mean, he didn't. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and I've got to believe that Brock Purdy's not just some scrub athlete either. No, he's not. No, he's not. Um, you know, the reason he fell in the draft was his team. Remember, he came back and he, the team in, at Iowa State was supposed had, to win the Big Twelve yeah, and they had a bad ter- year. Yeah, they had a bad year. You're and, right. And his tape wasn't great that year. And so, well, okay, what was that? This, we we're expecting this great year in your last year with Matt Campbell, and it wasn't. 
and he he dropped all the way to the seventh. Yeah, round. he never continued to go after his freshman year. Yeah, his, he just kind of was just his best tape was his freshman early. year. Yeah, the people early. thought he was going to be a top ten pick. After well, that year. that that's led the 49ers to a quarterback conundrum, which we'll talk about. It's also led them to maybe putting Trey Lance fielding offers for their one-time third overall pick at quarterback. So we'll talk about that coming up. We're one week to the NFL draft. We'll let you hear this Dylan Brooks sound. He's not afraid of LeBron James, that's for sure. Also dive into our coach's corner, part of a busy Buck Off Thursday, 420. Buck Off Thursday on B&E.